Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Gouge out your eyes? Yeah, haven't you ever seen uh, Any Given Sunday, Jay? Yeah, but I, 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 I thought it was a movie. I was playing Tampa Bay, playing for the Bucks, and one of our former linebacker teammates that I had um, stuck his hands in Ricky Williams' Tried to pull Ricky Williams' eyes out. <laughs> I ain't lying, Jay. See? All you heard, you know, it's a pound. Yeah, yeah. And all you heard was a loud, one of the loudest screams you ever, like literally one of the loudest screams that you could ever imagine. And imagine, let's do the math, 1,200 pounds laying on top of you. Because there's big dudes, whatever. And you have the strength to throw them off of you when somebody's trying to gouge your eyes out. That's... That was Ricky Williams at the time. Man, he turned into Incredible Hulk. <laughs> it was crazy. You know what? See, Max, I, I would like, be witnessing the that. You got to you gotta pro- you gotta prosecute some of these defenders in the pile, man. You know, that's why them dudes be wearing the mask and having the shield. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a part of something when people are trying to grab things they shouldn't be grabbing. Man, Nate tried that's to. That's why I'm a pilot. I'm on the he outside. Went he nah. went in. and <laughs> tried it, which is illegal, but. But ever since. Some dudes key, do certain Ever things. since Key, you, took, you put us up on. Uh, your GM who called the pile inspectors. Every time I watch a game now, I'm looking for a PI. I'm Jay, looking for a guy who runs up on the pile. Jay, it's some dirty stuff that go on in them piles, man. Mm-mm. Nope, not me. You know, your hands are laying down like this. Stop. Like if your hands are down and I just caught a ball, for instance, I know somebody who actually did this that played receiver. <laughs> you just Put gradually, the cleat on the ha- oh. gradually see. Press in. Ah! Just enough. No! Yeah, just enough. Why? Because I was walking over you to try to get back to the huddle. (laughs) I didn't do anything wrong. This is why everyone who can play in the NBA does. You wind up in the NFL if you're like, if the worst thing could make it as a hooper. The worst thing you can happen to you in basketball is somebody could take their closed fist and just knock you in the area. Like, I'll take that all day. Then oh, some of these stories I think, I that think I'm hearing. In that. 11 years, in 11 years of playing, and Lord knows how many defensive backs covered me, I probably got about two to three wrists on my wall from breaking their wrists. Just from coming off real quick and chopping down. See how fast that was? And I'm sitting down. But the strength, this is when I was solid. The strength of just doing this and knowing I'm going to chop down right on your wrist, I'm going to break it. I probably got about, I I know for sure I got two. Mm. I think I got three. I think I got three of them. Literally on purpose. Don't admit to any crimes. No, I ain't on no the crime. Air. Don't try Statute to jam of limitations. me. No you try to jam me, I'm going to break your damn hand. Yeah, I mean, look, that's why, like, listen, not, we, I don't want to get sidetracked, but Bounty Gate, Bounty Gate to me was always interesting because soundtrack. as long as you don't break the not rules. Soundtrack. I'm like, soundtrack? Yeah, it's not a soundtrack. <laughs> sidetrack. <laughs> don't get soundtracked. As long as you don't break the rules in the NFL, wearing a dude out physically or injuring them is part of the game. It's some stuff that go on in the piles you don't want to be a part of, though, Jay. Trust me. Oh, I know. You don't even want to hear it. Uh, modern it day gladiators. I ain't trying to mess with that. And dudes don't wear cups. So imagine. Enough. No, I don't want to imagine. I'm telling you. You're going you to get, dark places you, I do not want you to get go real physical. at 7 a.m. in the morning. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. I just cross my legs like Max. My sounds feet like, feel like Max's sounds like, feet today. Sounds like, some of these, <laughs> sounds like some of these dudes could use some insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. He did it again. So what I do? Can we get yeah, a close-up on Max's yeah, feet that's again? What, I wear socks. Gates. Yeah, you can see my feet. Go ahead. What do you your want? socks blue? Yeah. 
So, because it matches the jeans, it's supposed I, to man, match the jeans, not I, the shoes. I'm, you do you. I that's ain't right. Said, it's that's cold outside. You need to. That's yeah. right. Of course, it's yeah. freezing out. If you were in California, out. you wouldn't even have to do. They can it, wear flip flops. That's right. It's full, except California at four in the morning is cold too. It's a little nippy. Yeah. I got the feet look way more confident today. And the difference oh, is like in it, LA, you're gonna be in the studio at four a.m. Yeah. So don't worry. It's not even it's subliminal. He's trying to come no. over the top with it. Uh, Derrick Henry ran for 143 yards <laughs> and three TDs last night. What, there's, a little, there's a little side, side signals going on. I, I'd have to interpret what that is. He now has 783 yards. Mm. Season just started. Ten rushing TDs. So what does that add up to? I'm not good, you Colombian Duke guys. Give me the math on that. Well, we played six games, so you can more or less triple it and take a little bit off it, right? Because it's 17 games, so triple it would be 18. So triple it and take a little off. So 2,300 yards, take that down. It's still over 2,000 yards. But but here's the list of the players, and we're showing it on TV right now. 750 yards and 10 TDs through six games of the NFL season. In history, Derrick Henry... Eric Dickerson, and Jim Brown. But they're all the same, though. I didn't really see Jim Brown play. I just know from talking to Tom Jackson, longtime friend, colleague of mine, of the physical nature in which Jim Brown played and how bad of a man he was. Obviously, I saw Eric Dickerson, so I know what that is. And then you look at Derrick Henry. Those are the same type of backs. Screws are strong, not catching the ball out of the backfield a whole lot. This isn't. Alva Kamara, this is not Kristen McCaffrey. This is not one of those type of backs. This is, a, I'm 6'3", 6'4", I'm 250 plus pounds, and you dare get in my way, I'm going to do something to you. Stats Incredible is brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. But are they the same? Because Derek Henry outweighs Eric, I mean, Derek Henry outweighs Eric Dick, Dickinson by, by like 35, 40 pounds. Yeah, but they're the same. E.D. is about, a big back, man. E.D. For, six, for his three, day. Six, for, for, yeah, his day. for his day. But yeah. like, this is like the new age version, the 2.0 version of that, right? I mean, E.D. and Jim Brown can play in this day and age. And Derek Henry, I'm assuming, can play when they play. If Derek Henry played where they played, he'd be a little lighter. And if they played today, they'd also be a little heavier. Yeah, maybe yeah. A, no, but them dudes is big, man. Yeah, I'm saying, but, but modern weight training, nutrition. Yeah, yeah if, you add on, if you add on the fluff, then yeah. Okay, take all three. Which Jim one you Brown, have you ever seen Jim Brown in person? No, never in person. <laughs> Jim Brown is a big dude, man. He was a big dude. I know we always get into this and it's hard for people to do because there's different generations that you played the game. But if you had to draft the three. How would you draft the three for the way you want to play, Key? Man, based on based on everything that I know from some of the old heads, Jim I Brown. probably would take Jim, Jim Brown. Jim Brown is considered yeah, the great. I probably until Tom, to listen, that. listen, until Tom Brady came along, if I'd say the consensus was the greatest football player of all time. Like Walter Payton, Lawrence Taylor were in the discussion, Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas. But Jim Brown yeah. probably had it. No, I, I get it. I'm just saying for this age in today's game, yeah. I think Jim Would Brown, Jim Brown still translate to this game as absolutely. easily? Would he translate better than what Derrick Henry is translating? He you probably can't would, do it, that, though. I know no, you, you can't, can't but do I'm that. doing here's, it. Here's why you can do it. Because if you take what Jim Brown did in the 50s when he was playing, with whatever it was that he did to dominate the league, and you give him everything that these kids are getting now, He's going to be a monster. But let me, let me give okay, you, let me tell be, you why. Okay. The man played lacrosse at Syracuse, man. No, I get it. Yeah, it's the, the greatest ever. He was an all-American yeah. lacrosse player. Here, like, he, come on, Jay. Here's the thing. There's one sport that you can measure objectively. One, where you say, let's take the 100-meter dash. The time is the time. 
So Jesse Owens would get dusted by everybody in the world today, right, who's in the top ten. But how many are as great as Jesse Owens? He was dominating his contemporaries. Mm. Unlike, you know, Usain Bolt maybe and Carl Lewis, right? But that's it. So you have to assume if he was around today, be, be he'd be faster. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, by the way, one last thing about Derrick Henry. When the whole league is zigging and you zag, when, there's, when, when there aren't that many backs like you, when the style is different and you do it the way it used to be done, that could be a big advantage. Yeah, but here, here's – so you, in other words, you're saying where are those other backs at? Yeah. Playing linebacker. You're mm. playing linebacker, strong safety, things of that nature, them big physical backs because most people in this day and age in football are looking for dual threats at the running back spot guys that could catch out of the backfield, detach from the line of scrimmage. So those guys are on the other side of the ball. There's guys that, uh, 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 it's the craziest in my sound, Chase Young. That's Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like, and he's on the other side of the ball. And how about Derrick Henry in his first TD last night? I mean, he clocked 22 miles per hour. 22 miles per hour. That was breakaway speed. Yeah, man, he was running away from people. Oh, my. Most rushes reaching 20 miles per hour. Derrick Henry got 15. Saquon's only got 13 since 18. Of course, Saquon's been hurt a lot. But also, when you bust through that second level, boy, you're going to get moving. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max brought to you by DraftKings. Sign up with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Use code KJM to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It's the better L.A. And yes, Key, actually, there's more than one L.A. I just discovered that this morning, actually. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, just 18 months after leading LSU to a national championship. Game over. Ed Orgeron is out in Baton Rouge, and we've got the great Paul Feinbaum to help explain what happened. Paul Feinbaum is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. College football's heating up, and the fans are hyped. Crack open an ice cold Dr. Pepper. Slap on a fresh coat of face paint and return to glory with an all-new season of Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Good morning, Paul. Max, guys, how are you? What's up this morning, Paulie? What's up, Paulie? Paul, what, what went wrong? KJ, how are you? <laughs> what, what went wrong 
at LSU the past couple of seasons under Ed Orgeron? I think what happened, Max, was that the, the athletic director, and he's relatively new, he did not hire Ed Ogeron, remember that, and we'll get back to it in a second, realized that Ed Ogeron was not capable of, of running a multi-zillion dollar athletic department football program. Uh, he, he did catch lightning in a bottle. We all know it. We all saw it two years ago. Joe Burrow, he was not the only player. They had uh, first rounders across the board. He happened to have very good coaches. Dave Aranda uh, was there uh, as the defensive coordinator. He's now at Baylor. Joe Brady, we know the story with him. He's now with the Carolina Panthers. And when they left, Ed Ogeron was not capable of, of, of finding replacements. He hired Bo Pelini as his D coordinator, didn't even have an, in, uh, pers- an in-person interview. I realize it was COVID, but still, that's one of the most critical positions that you can get. He made mistakes across the board, and he reverted back to what he used to be. And that was a really average pedestrian head football coach who was fired at Ole Miss, who had a run as the interim at, at SC. Maybe, maybe shouldn't have. Uh, maybe, maybe he should have gotten the job. Maybe he shouldn't have. But in, but in the end, he's a great recruiter. Uh, he he talks a great game, but he's never been a coordinator, and he failed when 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 the moment ar- arose. And and on top of that, there were other issues going on down there, which he was involved with on the periphery. The school is the subject of a, of a massive Title IX investigation. Uh, he has been named in, in, in some of the lawsuits, and that became more convenient to use as a reason to fire him as they did on Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned some of that Title IX stuff, Paul, because when you look at it on the surface, he did coach in, in the pandemic situation. And then this year, I mean, they're not at the top of the heat, but they did just beat a top 25 ranked team in Florida. So it was kind of weird the way they parted ways with them. At this point in time, I really don't care. What I want to know from you, Paul, is a better job right now. There's two openings at the end of the season, LSU or USC. Well, Keishan, I'm glad you asked me that question. It's a legitimate question, and my answer is very simply LSU. Why? Because I think LSU is a standalone state. There, there is no competition. Uh, you, you cannot live entirely off of Louisiana products, but you can live well off of products just from that one state. And, 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 they, and, and Ed Ogeron has lost a lot of those players. Just look at the Alabama roster. There are plenty of Louisiana kids playing. And I know the greatness of SC, and you've heard me talk about it, and I think it can be great again. But the last three LSU football coaches have won national championships. Nick Saban, of course, Les Miles, and Ed, and Ed Ogeron. And when you have a program that when Les Miles and Ed Ogeron can win national championships at your program, anybody can, because I don't think either one of them uh, are great football coaches, but it is a, it is a great atmosphere. The, the money pours in and the recruiting is easier in Louisiana than it is in Southern California. Now I'm going to ask you this question to back it up. The SEC, so you would rather go up against Alabama, Georgia, uh, Florida every single year rather than maybe an Oregon team out west. Plus, Paul, there's some beaches out west. It's pretty good. It's pretty good living. And you could be the blue blood team again. You wouldn't want that? Keyshawn, I didn't say that's what I would choose. I just said um, (laughs) I'm heading to SoCal right now to hang out at your place. Uh, But my point being, 
I think it's I, I think I mean, I, I think the proof is in the pudding down there. And as as, as college football expands and as the playoff uh, becomes easier to get in, which you will in a couple of years with 12 teams, uh, I think you can uh, frankly, I think you could win a national championship at either school. We're, we're really splitting hairs here. And I know, I know we could argue and have yeah. fun with it. They are two of the top five jobs in the country. I, uh, th- that's unequivocal. I think it really just depends on the circumstances. And what I'm, t- I'm what I'm talking about is now looking forward. And I hope Nick Saban maybe has his his TV dialed down a little bit, but he's not going to be there that much longer. I, I know that sounds <laughs> crazy to say, but but he's t- he turns 70 next week. And at some point in time, he will move on, which will make that LSU job easier. But but think about this. Uh, Les Miles uh, and Ed Ogeron both won national championships yeah. while Saban was at Alabama. Now, again, uh, Les won it in Saban's first year. But and, he, and by the way, he also won it with Saban's players. <laughs> okay, so here's the multi-million dollar question, Paulie. Then who does LSU hire? Who is the right choice to move this program forward? Yeah, I think some of the names are very similar to what we talked about five weeks ago with, with SC. I, I think, and, and right now, I don't think uh, there is a clear-cut favorite. Well, I think at SC... The names were a little more easily defined, starting with James Franklin. Uh, of course, his name is mentioned. Uh, there's, there was a report yesterday that, that Scott Woodward is, is going to swing big. Before I, I, I get to my answer, Scott Woodward was the athletic director uh, at Washington, where he, he hired Peterson out there, which was a big-time hire. Didn't stay that long, but it was a, still a very good hire. He went to Texas A&M and hired Jimbo Fisher. Scott Woodward originally worked at, at LSU when Nick Saban was there, and he got to know Jimbo Fisher. I think he would like to hire Jimbo Fisher. I just, I'm not sure that's possible. And Jimbo yesterday tried to tamp it down, uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. So where does he go? Uh, there was a report in The Athletic uh, by Bruce Feldman that he's going to go after Dabo Sweeney. I, I don't put a lot of stock in that. I mean, not that I don't think he will. I just don't think Dabo will take it. Uh, you know, Mario Cristobal's name, of course, is being mentioned. An interesting name to keep your, your eyes on is Mel Tucker, uh, who is at Michigan State right now and really doing a fantastic job. Uh, he was a former uh, defensive assistant under Saban at, at LSU, uh, under Saban and Cur- at, at Alabama, and later Kirby Smart. And, uh, of course, uh, he went to Colorado before going to Michigan State. So I, th- I think right now that it, it, uh, Lane, Lane Kiffin's name, Keyshawn, yep. has been mentioned. And I think he would be very intriguing down there uh, just because he's, he's irreverent. But uh, I don't think we've, we've really settled in on, on, on a definitive candidate yet. Mm. Uh, speaking of another candidate, g- give me your thoughts on Washington State firing their head coach, Nick Rolovich, considering that he does not want to get vaccinated. Well, I mean, I think you have to look at uh, the facts of the case, and, and the facts are, it's it, you know, like it or not, uh, the governor made it a state mandate. So if you are a state employee, and he is only the highest paid state employee uh, in Washington, uh, then you either you either find a way out of it or, or you go along. He, he filed a, uh, a motion uh, to, to be exempt for religious freedom, re- reasons or freedom, and it was turned down. And, and then he had one last shot and he refused. And I think uh, three or four of his assistants also did. So they were gone. And uh, I, I think this is just the world we live in. Jay Will, you, you've talked about it ad nauseum uh, with Kyrie. Uh, and I, I think, you know, I mean, I, I work at a company, same company you guys work at. 
you follow you follow the mandate of the people you work for. Mm. Paul, let's take it to the field. Uh, who do you have in your top four after second-ranked Iowa dropped one to Purdue? I never thought Iowa was a top-two team, but that's just me. Keyshawn, this is where it really gets confusing because I mean, if you if you turn in a top four, you you go Georgia, then you put Cincinnati in there, and Oklahoma, Alabama. Now, are those really the four best teams in the country? No, uh, the best team in the country is Georgia, and the second best team in the country is Alabama. Uh, and you know, even though Alabama is flawed, and, and they are, uh, they are still. You, they're still better than uh, than Cincinnati. I mean, seriously, if Cincinnati and Alabama played tomorrow uh, in Dallas or Atlanta or the Rose Bowl on a, on a neutral site, Keyshawn, do you have any doubt who would win that game? No, Alabama probably by 30. Yeah. So I think that's where we all kind of, I mean, I, I, I go down the, I, I go down the rabbit hole just like everybody else. And we turn in our top four and, and I'm not, but, but I think the reality is you have to look at the comparisons. I think Cincinnati is a great story uh, and they're doing exactly what they're being asked to do. It's not their fault, but if Cincinnati was playing the same schedule as Alabama, what would their record be? That's, that's the only thing I would not say. Undefeated. So I, I think yeah, the problem for the, the problem. Yeah. The problem for Alabama is that, they're going to have to see Georgia again, and, and I'm you know, even though Georgia is, you know has some flaws, their, their quarterback play is getting better with Stetson Bennett as we wait for JT Daniels to reemerge. Uh, their defense is so good that uh, I think that makes them virtually unbeatable. Mm. Paul, because I, I, I we, we haven't spoken since last week, and I did want to ask you about what I saw this weekend. What are your thoughts on what's happening at Oklahoma? With Lincoln Riley deciding to go away from Spencer Rattler and going more to Caleb Williams. I think it was a gutsy uh, and a brilliant decision. Uh, you know, he knows what's going on there. And I, that's a cliche we all love to throw out there, that the coach knows more than we do. Not always, by the way. I've seen some coaches make some boneheaded decisions when it comes to starting quarterbacks. But this time he was right. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with Spencer Rattler. Uh, you know, was it all the attention? Was it NIL money? That's something that, you know, be easier to look at at the end of the season than in the middle of, 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 of the process. But, you know, he was playing poorly. Uh, and, you know, he, t- he, he gambled on Caleb Williams. And suddenly, th- this is not the same Oklahoma team that we were all bellyaching about eight or nine weeks ago when they were uh, having to survive Tulane and, and barely winning uh, against pedestrian Big 12 teams. I mean, they're a, they're really a good team, and they're formidable. And, you know, they still have Oklahoma State ahead and, and a few more challenges, but they look, they look like they're, they're a serious contender for the playoffs, and, and it's because of Lincoln Riley's decision, and uh, it was the right one. Yeah, I, I know we got to run, Paul. I just – we'll have a conversation on your show hopefully in the next day or two about that decision because I'm not very happy, but we'll, we got to run. Yes. Well, I know I I wouldn't want to keep you, but uh, uh, Keyshawn, whatever your your whatever your opinion is, it is wrong. <laughs> I would like to do a segment called Key I and love Paul. You. The dry delivery kills me. I love it. Thank you, Paul. As always. <laughs> All right, Paul. All right, Paul. Thank you, guys. Ranking reaction, rankings reaction is brought to you by Wendy's. Get a sausage or a bacon egg and Swiss croissant for just one ninety nine at Wendy's during breakfast hours only, limited time only. Price and participation may vary. 
It's Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So the NBA season starts tonight, and what a start. We've got everything you need to know to get ready for tip. Jeez. <laughs> that's, that's my first miss in five shots from point-blank range at the garbage pit can. Hey, what's going on? Tim Legler here to give us a straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. We're going to play a little take the field here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Tim to get you ready for the season. You ready to play, Tim? Rock and roll. Let's do it. That's it. Nets or the field to come out of the East? I'm going to take the field because there's only one other team that I like more, and that's the Bucks. So I don't think it's a foregone conclusion the Nets do it. I used to feel that way. I just got a feeling now with all this Kyrie stuff, I just think there's going to be drama all year with this team. Mm. I really do. Bucks have the leader that's not going to get complacent. Mm. So I think Milwaukee gets back to the finals. I, for the Bucks, obviously not having P.J. Tucker I think hurts, but getting Dante DiVincenzo back I think helps this team defensively. I always question the Nets defensively, even with Kyrie. They were one of the worst defensive teams last year. But without this Kyrie, I, I agree with legs on this one. I go field. No, I'm going to take the Nets. When you got two of the top six players in the NBA, that's hard to beat. Think about it. Legs and Jay know this. Most teams only have two guys. An outlier would be three. But most teams that are good got two guys. I think it's the Nets. Well, I, I hear what you're saying, Tim. Injury and also problems internally could derail them. Just remember what Nets and Bucks looked like when KD just had one other dude. He had Kyrie. They were beating the brakes off the Bucks, right? If he, you give him Kyrie and James Harden, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Lakers or the field to come out of the West, Tim? Lakers. Lakers. I, I, I don't see any way that, that someone's going to be able to beat them. The main reason is because I just believe in LeBron James. And I know there's going to mm-hmm. be questions about how they close games with Russell Westbrook and LeBron on the floor at the same time. I understand that. Russ's you know, value to them in a regular season um, is going to be exponential because he's going to allow LeBron to conserve himself without losing games because now they have a second battery pack. So I just have faith in LeBron. Obviously, health is the key with that team. LeBron and AD are healthy at the right time. Lakers win the Western Conference. Second battery pack. I like that line right there. I'm with you on the Lakers. I guess the question I have for you, Legs, who is the second best team in the West? That's, that's what's up for debate yes. right now. And I think it's probably Phoenix. I, I would go there. I think Phoenix now carries himself with some swagger coming into the year. They've got confidence. They had guys grow up in the postseason last year that now take a big step forward in regular season, assuming they get the DeAndre Ayton situation worked out. Um, I think Phoenix probably would be at the top of the list, but that's a jumbled field. Denver could be there too. Mm. Golden State. It's Lakers. It's easy. We don't even need to talk. G- Golden State, by the way, if Clay, if they have Clay and Steph, and now Wiggins is a two-way player, although we, you know, well, no, he got vaccinated and all that. Yeah. Depending and then, on how and then Clay these young back. pieces, how they fit together, that's intriguing. But I'm with Key, just like the Nets. If the Lakers are at full strength, yes. and given their age, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, if they're at full strength, I like them. Luca or the field to win MVP, Tim. I'm gonna go Luca. I'm all in on Luka winning the MVP this year. I, I actually think Jason Kidd is going to make Luka Doncic have a better understanding of how to empower his teammates a little bit more. I think uh. right now guys get frustrated the way that he plays at times. I think Jason Kidd will make him see just that 10% of the game that he needs to to empower other guys. I think they win 47, 48 games. They get somewhere in the top five of the Western Conference with the numbers he's going to put up. I think Luka Doncic wins the MVP this year. No better medicine for Luka than a point guard that was willing to give the ball up quick and easy 
when Jason Kidd, when that's been a narrative around Luka, that sometimes the ball sticks to him so much because he can't create great plays. But I'm still going to take the field here. I think, I think Giannis is going to have a better year than what he had last year. If he's able to continue to sustain the way he's been shooting the ball in preseason, him or KD are going to win the MVP. Yeah, I'm going to take the field only because I think that when you start the season giving somebody, making them the favorite, it never ends that way. And when Luka starts the season as a favorite, these other guys, the KDs of the world, all of a sudden there's a James Harden. You never know AD might come to the party. You still got the Joker. You still got other players that all of a sudden emerge. Embiid. Embiid. I mean, you can go on and on and on. I mean, Trey Young, you just don't know. I I would say I don't mind Luka being the odds-on favorite slightly, but that's a lot different than saying you take him against the field. I like the field. You're going to give me the whole field, KD, LeBron. That's a lot of guys. Take the field. Plus, Max, no Rick Carlisle now, so I want to see how Kristaps Porzingis actually plays this year. Yeah, whatever you say about Rick Carlisle. I, like, I, th- I think offense, Rick Carlisle was the guy. On offense, everyone was always where they were supposed to be. Like That was a very efficient team record under setting, Carlisle. Record-setting efficiency yeah. with yeah. that team. Cade Cunningham or the field to win rookie of the year, Tim? I'm going to take the field. Look, I know he's going to have the ball from day one, and I think typically rookie point guards, they have an advantage because they just have a higher usage rate. Their numbers are better. Obviously, a lot of these guys are on bad teams. They're not going to win a lot of games. But I just think you just never know who is going to emerge and is maybe a guy that was picked lower than he should have been. So give me the field on that. A guy like Jalen Green could put up big numbers. Evan Mobley could put up big numbers. So there's just too many guys that you can go with. Uh, but Kate D. Cunningham Mitchell, I mean, you've got a lot of dudes who could do something, oh, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. D. Mitchell in Sacramento. I, I would probably go with the field. I love Kay Cunningham, but I think one of the most underrated backcourts, and probably because it's his youth, I mean, Jalen Green, and you talk about what they're going to be in Houston with, with the way John Wall can still play, that, that's going to be intriguing. He's one of the most exciting players that we don't talk about enough. Mm-hmm. The field. I mean, they, they mentioned Mitchell. You talk about Mobley. You look at Green. I mean, all of those guys are still young. You just don't know. They can get somebody can get hot real fast and sustain that to the end. We we talked. We looked at Zion a couple years ago, and we clear the cut said he's going to be the rookie of the year. But then who was that that emerged? Ja all of a sudden, you look at Ja. He came out of nowhere. One thing is Ja is the primary ball handler. To Tim's point, I like Cade Cunningham just like the Luca thing. I make him the odds-on favorite. Easy. But that's not the same thing as saying you take him against everybody in the field. He's not the favorite, period. Sixers are the field for Ben Simmons to finish the season with, Tim. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I thought y'all were going to make me work yeah. this morning. No, that's the field. Right. It can't work. It cannot work. Listen, I've lived there a long time. That market will not let him forget. The media, the fan base, they're not going to let him forget. He's only there for one reason, the money. Those numbers started adding up and those direct deposits didn't come in. He showed up real quick. He didn't realize how, <laughs> how much bleeding was going to take place. He showed up for one reason. He doesn't look that thrilled to be there now. The first time he takes the court in that building, Ooh. which if he plays Friday night against Brooklyn, it's going to start early and often. And the first time he shows that fragile psyche, they're going to start in on a level that he's never seen, and that's going to be the end imagine, of it. They had to make this imagine if over the summer. booing actually gets him to shoot. <laughs> if he's finally like, you know, I'll show you, you and guys. he starts shooting the ball, and he can actually shoot. Oh, my goodness. Wouldn't that be something? I go, Phil, anybody that comes to the table with the narrative that, you know, hey, these are professional athletes. They know how to work together regardless of circumstances. That's not true. Like, this is a circumstance that cannot be fixed. 
This one's done. Yeah, the feel. When a guy, you, you just look at James Hart. When a guy says he didn't want to be somewhere, you eventually got to move him because you cannot have a guy that wants to leave and be in another place try to make it work. You can't do it at all. It's just, field all day. Real yeah, quick. Field. Real quick answers. Damian Lillard or the field first 50-point game of the season? I'll take Dame. I think it's a toss-up between here and Curry, but why not? Dame. Sure. I, that, that I'll makes take the sense. field. I'll take Steph. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take Dame. I'll take the field. If it was the playoffs, I might take Dame, but <laughs> regular season, I'll take the field. All right. Thank you, Tim thank Legler. You. Um, as always, Key's top team in the real rankings lost. Jets. I can't believe you Jeez. thought they were going to be the best team in the NFL. It's just weird. I told you that wasn't going to be the case. <laughs> Who takes the top spot? The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Key's real rankings are brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Just a quick reminder, Max. Yeah. Don't try to reason with the key algorithm. Ah. Okay? Yeah. Don't try to reason it. Go ahead, Key. So reason is called Key's Real Ranking. Number seven. At number seven, the Kansas City Chiefs, they climb back in. When you look at this team, I know their defense struggles, but they've always struggled. The offensive side of the ball for them is ridiculous. It can manage to get things done until the defense comes to the party. They took care of business in Washington last week. We saw what Tyreek Hill was able to do early on. Early on, Patrick Mahomes struggled, but then they got it fixed in the second half and they went on the roll on Washington. Number six. Number six, the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, we we all scratched our head after they got thumped out west by the Arizona Cardinals. But then last week, watching what they did this past weekend to your New York Giants up close in person, Max and Jay Will, that team is a machine. They got weapons all over the board. They got a defense that's ready to go. And I know it was the Giants, but it's how they did it. The way they did it, they did not look like a team that would be number six. They looked like they could potentially be the number one team. Number five. Number five, Green Bay Packers. Early in the year, we watched them take a beating against the New Orleans Saints, and we was like, damn, Aaron Rodgers them. But since then, all they've done is win football games, slowly but surely. He owns the Chicago Bears, as he said. And how can you argue with that 22 and five, I think the record is lifetime against the Chicago Bears. That is the guy himself. Discount double check Aaron Rodgers. Number four. And number four, the Baltimore Ravens. 
We complained about the quarterback position with Lamar Jackson. Guess what? He's not a quarterback. He is a whatever I want to be. As somebody said just the other day, tongue-in-cheek, I'm assuming, oh, he's nothing but a running back. Really? Well, wait till he run all over your ass. Then we'll see. <laughs> Number three. Number three, the Tom Bay Buccaneers. All he does is get younger by the day. Tom Brady, another five touchdowns against the Miami Dolphins. That's not really saying a whole lot, but it's just smooth, clean, and selling. Once he gets help on the defensive side of the ball coming back, they will probably be the favorites in the NFC to go back to the Super Bowl, but the NFC is tough because the Dallas Cowboys are sitting right there. Number two. And speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, number two. Yes, I have them at number two, and they probably should be number one. But going into Foxborough and barely getting that W against a team that I felt was undermanned from a personnel standpoint, they showed us that they can go on the road and win a tough one. Dak Prescott doing his thing in the MVP conversation, in the serious MVP conversation. And on the defensive side of the ball, we saw Trayvon Diggs do it again in the secondary. They said at number two. Number one. Number one to make Jay Will happy to air raid. He can dance. He can party. Woo! Air raid offense took care of business in Cleveland against the Cleveland Browns. They ran the ball well. They threw the ball well. They played defense well. And DeAndre Hopkins, little skinny Denny, boy, he gets it done. And then Mighty Mouse standing tall in the pocket, delivering the football, a rebirth for A.J. Green. We know what they have with Moore. We know what they have with Kristen Kirk. It's just crazy to see the Arizona Cardinals sitting atop of the NFL at 6-0. and And I know I missed a team or two. Where What happened to the Buffalo Bills? They had a tough game last night. They should be in the rankings. I know. I know who else. I, 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 I first off, I never talk be, like that. Yeah. Secondly, I didn't say you. I, I know, just said you, people. You, you looked at me and you were talking like this. <laughs> um, I would say I don't even care about the fact that you don't have Buffalo in your top seven or top arbitrary number that you have every week. I just love the fact that you gave the Cardinals their respect. You win without your head coach and other coaches. On the field due to COVID, you went without Chandler Jones on the road yeah. against Cleveland Browns team. Absolutely. Thank you, Keyshawn yeah. Johnson. Yeah, give up, yeah, yeah, great, great. All the respect. The Chiefs lost to the Bills, and the Bills have a better record. I got to know how you didn't have the because Bills. Because it's fluid. It's Keyshawn algorithm. algorithm. Yeah. I don't care. Coming off a loss. The Chiefs are a better football team right now than they were when they lost to the Bills. Okay, how, much, how much of that has to, like, if you were to done these rankings at halftime of the Chiefs game, <laughs> there is no way. Like, that second half was that guess good key that they got to the seventh But guess the what, Evan? It's four quarters in the game, and it's called Key's rankings for a reason. <laughs> but see, Evan, one of, the, one of the key variables in Key's algorithms of his ranking is recency bias. You just have to factor that in going into the next day. It's you know a long that. season. We got 12 more. We got, what, 11 more games to go. Or 12 I'm, more games I'm ago. just surprised he got the Bucks in there because usually he forgets about the Thursday night football game, so I'm glad <laughs> he got the Bucks in there. You know what's interesting about the Bills, actually? Like, the two losses on the season, they lost to a defensive specialist-type team and then an offensive – like, they, they teams that are very one-sided on one side of the ball but really excel on that – a running attack for the, the Bills, for the though. Titans. It's just Jekyll and Hyde for them, right? They took care of business – Against the Texans in Miami, and then they they who did they blank? They blank somebody. Uh, oh, Kansas City. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everybody went crazy. Oh, the Bills are gonna. And it's like, well, slow down, man. It's a long season. Long season. It's a long season. Mm-hmm. These things will change as soon as the Cowboys of Arizona lose. Their asses will be lower. 
I think, just what I it actually is. think you have the Rams a little. The Rams have one bad loss to Arizona, who you have at number one, and yeah. otherwise they look real good this they, year. They're good, man. Look, man, you're in the top six or seven. Yeah, you're real good. That's good. That's Key's real rankings. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. So Key will be on first take today at 10 a.m. But yes, yesterday, Michael Irvin was on and said this about the Cowboys, who ranked second <gasps> in Key's real rankings. I want everybody out there, Cowboys Nation, I want you to know. I want you to know. Go get your Super Bowl ticket. Oh, God. Go get your Super Bowl ticket. Get them early. I'm trying to help you out right now because I know what it takes to win Super Bowls. I know what it takes to win championships. And I, 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 on every level, on every level, I have won championships. And there are certain things woven through those teams that I see now in the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm telling you, go get your tickets early because we will be in so far. I'm telling you right now. Mm. Shocking. Michael Irvin picked the Cowboys? Why wouldn't he? Of course. I'm being sarcastic. Arizona's undefeated. Okay? So I'm going to give them some love because I'm tired of Jay Will trying to act like I hate the Red Sea. So I gave them some love. But the Cowboys could be the best team in the NFC, if not the NFL. They really can. They're hitting on all cylinders, man. And I know you guys have a problem with Mike McCarthy's in-game decisions at times based on some of the stuff, but they haven't lost. They're not losing based on a timeout. They're not losing based on a decision. They're continuing to win. The one loss on the season, and it wasn't because of clock management. No, it was because of the dude named Tom damn Brady. Yeah. And their wide receiving core is still getting healthy, which is scary. I, I think Rams are getting a little slept on right now. That's all I'm saying. I agree. Is McCarthy one thing that might stop the Cowboys from winning it all? Next, KJM on ESPN Radio, ESPN News. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.